Hey guys, welcome back to the Lady Lorian show. We are so excited because this week we have a guest with us again. Um, this week we have our friend Pris. Hi, <laughs> how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm good. Great. Oh, you know, we're all college students. We are at the finish line. This is when we would normally be having spring break, but <laughs> because there's a pandemic, we're not really having spring break. So honestly, <laughs> I think I speak for all of us when I say that I'm a little burnt out right now, yeah. but I, I am happy <laughs> to be here and be taking a break from my studies. My spring break was last week. It didn't, they, my professor still gave me assignments due. Uh, I have a math exam due tonight that I'm not doing until three weeks from now because that's <laughs> technically how long I have to turn it in. Thanks, Professor Pickle. Anyway. What? <laughs> that's her name. That's a pretty name. Is name. Nobody Pickle? look that up. Nobody look that up. <laughs> that's all I have to say. But yeah, that's her name. Okay, Miss Veggie okay. Tales. We love her. We love her. It's great. Is a pickle wow. vegetable? It's it's a <laughs> it is it it's a cucumber, but it's like in vinegar. Like, cucumbers are not really they're, they're not real vegetables, but they're like eighty percent water. Yeah, like they don't they taste like a vegetable. Seeds, so they're technically a fruit. Dodge, get out. Why would you say that? I'm so Why would you say something so controversial? I kick you. Sorry. I have <laughs> Wait, kicking yeah, power have this power. time. You actually have the power to kick me. I'm, I'm just speaking facts. I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, <laughs> you know what? Go off. Self promo. Yeah. <laughs> Pris. Pris is a very famous gal. So no, has done everything ever. Pris is more popular than all of us. So. Yeah. I just have weird viral tweets. That's just what happened. Uh, you can find me at Leia Rebellion or at Liter Literature Pris on Twitter. Um, I'm a writer and an English major. And I just crap post about Star Wars. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I write articles. And I'm like also like secretly writing a book that will probably not come out for another century. So interesting. You heard it here first. First. So, yeah. <laughs> like actually. Pre-order for the pre-order for the pre-order. <laughs> yeah. Um, the book is essentially without like going into details of like names or like super specifics. It's about a girl who is like the child of light in a way, like she's like the princess of light and, um, she has to go to Urtu, which is essentially Ur, to kind of protect humans um from some danger that's going on um humans are being dragged to the prison of souls and she's got to figure out why and she meets this really tall dark and handsome guy and oh my gosh she's the son of the dark of of the of the he dark is and they <laughs> actually adventure together and find out what's happening on urtu is it Raylo after <laughs> no because she's doesn't look anything like Daisy Ridley or character wise like Daisy Ridley although I love Daisy Ridley she's Ray is very a very different character um than my main protagonist but but the the, the boy might be a little a little Ben inspired <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that is fair she's a little bit more bubbly she's actually more like you than like Ray like yeah me? like like personality wise yeah we love to flattered <laughs> Guys, I'm the princess of the light I just learned this I think you should pull the the high republic series thing and like have a character that's a rock I'll play the rock instead <laughs> wait is that a thing oh yeah oh yeah they've been arguing about it for like three weeks or something Dude, all over YouTube twitter up in arms about mm. the rock character when is youtube not up in arms about yeah something honestly like star <laughs> yeah. wars twitter related yeah Oh. Actually, no, don't stay off Star Wars YouTube because stay on our side of Star Wars. Yeah, stay on our side of Star Wars. The uh, positive side. Positive. I'm one of those people that lurks in all sides of Star Wars Twitter, and I think that's why initially I was in so much like tea, and now I just smile at everyone or block everyone and I'm involved in nothing. Yep. Star Wars I just Twitter. don't go on Twitter. Yeah. Don't do it, ever. It's addictive. 
It is, but I just lurk now because if I tweet, it just always inevitably stuff happens. Yep, yep, yep. So on that note, how did you get into Star Wars? Why are you a Star Wars fan? Um, well, I was born on Star Wars Day, so it was my birthright. Wow. Um, yeah, but also um, I was just a really weird little kid who never really I wasn't like a tomboy because I'm not super athletic but I wasn't like your typical like super sparkly glitter I was a little bit of um I was like the girl who wanted to wear all black and like hide in the corner reading books as a like a little kid Mm -hmm. no shocker because I kind of look the same now Um, (laughs) but um no I think it was initially interestingly enough I was stuck at someone's house with nothing to do for hours and I saw these VHSs and I was like pretty galaxy ooh (laughs) um I was like five or six and I stuck a new hope into the VHS machine and I kind of just became obsessed with Princess Leia after that which is why she's tattooed permanently on my body they were playing a new hope at work today it was incredible so yeah essentially it was um a crime of convenience um no but I just happened upon it at a very young age no one in my family was really a big Star Wars fan or anything I just kind of I was like pretty cover and then I ended up obsessed you know what's funny about the if you watch um, my family has the VHS Star Wars ones. And we also have the 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 Star Wars like DVD, and it's there. There's differences in between them. Which I think- oh yeah, I, I used mean- to fight with guys at school who would tell me I was wrong, and I actually like actually- met up with someone and brought my VHS over to show them that their DVD edition had been edited. And I like actually like my family scheduled a play date with someone for me to like argue Star Wars. <laughs> oh my gosh. We yeah, well, because they added a lot of those like um, special effects, and a lot stuff. of yeah. yeah, special effects in later. And then like how they went back and like put Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. as a force ghost. Yeah. And- Return of the Jedi reverse. Like I, I love how your family enabled you to to bicker with little fanboys. Oh yeah, my grandma was very much. That. She was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is what we're doing." Priscilla has to prove a point. Yeah. How many years later, and Priscilla's still fighting? Still <laughs> here. That's the problem. <laughs> I was at a socially distanced thing with like six people outside in someone's backyard um, because this is how people meet up nowadays and I met this guy who was he was talking to my um my fiance Alex and um I they started to all talking about how much I like Star Wars and he was like well, there's no way she knows more about Star Wars than me and I was like okay so we kind of just started going at it um I do for the record know more about star wars than him but i will say he was very knowledgeable it was more impressive than most of the people who try to argue with me on that stuff but it was really funny how he just kind of like automatically assumed like there's no way i'm like well i have tattoos of it yeah <laughs> that's usually my that's the usually the go-to i'm usually like they're like but like how much do you like star wars and i'm like it's tattooed on my body for the rest of my life just be- just before obviously we're going to be talking about padme today yeah okay but before we get into that, what is your, can you give us like your favorite movie, yeah. favorite character, just some of us, so we can just know like what your perspective is on Star Wars is. My favorite movie is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. My favorite show is The Mandalorian. <gasps> we love to see it. My top three favorite characters are Leia, Padme, and Din. Oh, thank goodness. What a good episode. My favorite droid is R2-D2. Okay. My favorite ship is Raylo. Um, I like all of the movies, but I don't necessarily love The Rise of Skywalker or The Phantom Menace or Solo. I like them, but I wouldn't put those three on my love list. I'm with you. I'm with you. And then he said Solo. Solo's like my comfort. Dodge loves Solo. I don't dislike it. It just doesn't, I don't know. There's something about it that's as well. off with me. I like you know it. What I don't have anything I do love, it. Like love, Rogue what? One. 
Rogue One's so good. Rogue One's mm-hmm. probably my second favorite Star Wars movie, no joke. It's, it's really it's, good. Yeah, it's definitely up there. So I'm I'm an original trilogy stan. Like if I had to like categorize myself in the three. Okay. I'm like an infant in the original trilogy stands group, but I I like the OGs the best. Mm-hmm. My favorite place to find Star Wars content website-wise is fanaticmedia.org because I am a part of the website. Um, but there's a lot of amazing podcasts. I love the Lady Lorians. Um, I love Outer Rim Reads. I love Sisters with Sabres. Like, there's just amazing, a lot of amazing podcasts. I listen to too many Star Wars podcasts. It's my addiction. My favorite Star Wars book stars our lovely lady that we're talking about tonight, Padme, and that is Queen's Shadow. None of us read. (laughs) I'm an English major. You're hurting my soul. Well, okay. I will disclose that we have talked about hypothetically doing a Lady Lorian's book club kind of thing. I have never once agreed to this. I know you haven't. I'll run the Lady Lorian's book club as you guys is like. We have talked about it. Grandma member. Okay, in our defense, I just want to put this out there. You guys don't know how how busy we are as people. Like, honestly, like. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. this morning for work. Hey, to be fair, I'm a very busy person, too. I work, like, 45 hours a week and go to school full-time. Okay, listen. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. I decide to spend my time... On TikTok. No. (laughs) On TikTok. (laughs) I'm never on TikTok anymore. Dodge really isn't on TikTok anymore. Kenzie is. I am. Yeah, I am. I have. No I chance. read when you guys TikTok. Yeah, okay. I should spend half the time I spend on TikTok. I'm reading a book right now, but I can't. I'm talk proud about of it. you. I'm reading a Star Wars book. Last I have time read I read that one it was two weeks ago. But listen, listen, on Tuesday, I'm in an episode of Outer Rim Reads where I talk about some chapters in that book. You should probably read. I'm trying to, okay, I'm getting to it. Claudia Gray is fantastic. It's so good. Back to Padme. Yes. Okay, what is you ladies' favorite Padme costume? I'm so glad we're starting with this. Um, (laughs) The yellow. The meadow? Yeah, the meadow dress. The the picnic one with the yellow and the floral. It's so cute. Mine is the sunsetty ombre one. Yeah. Um... Yellow and fades into pink and fades into purple. That's definitely one of my favorites. I absolutely love her, like, actual just um, Amidala gown. On a cosplay standpoint, I absolutely adore um, the, like, black, you know, her, like, talk with Anakin dress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, um... Just on a technical level, I would have to say either her like red Amidala gown or I believe she's on Coruscant. She's got this like metal headpiece mm-hmm. and I just, just the headpiece itself mm-hmm. with her draping. It's one of her like traveling um, pieces. I just absolutely adore it. There is a dress in... um I think it's in Queen's Shadow. I don't think it's in Queen's Peril that they describe that I just wish we had in the movies. Mm. Um, it's supposed to be like blue and like kind of feathery and peacocky and it sounds really, really gorgeous. And I've seen some people illustrate it and it's really, really pretty. But yeah, I would have to say some of those. I don't know. I can't really pick. She really was the fashion icon. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Interestingly enough, in the books, they actually give all of her gowns a purpose. So, like, different headpieces are meant to um, disguise microphones and such so that they can record meetings. I didn't know um, that. All of her dresses are made of specific materials to protect her from, um, like, lightsabers and from blasters and all kinds of stuff. So, certain gowns are meant, the reason they're so bulky and structured is because of, like, the culture on Naboo like wow it's supposed to it she's supposed to reflect their art and culture but at the same time some of it's so bulky out of protection which I think is just really really awesome that she's essentially wearing armor without it having to be this like metal masculine thing and that was it was it was described in the books but that was thought about previously um 
I can't think of the woman who designed all of her costumes for the prequels, but she had actually thought about things like that. Like, like gowns and dresses and stuff can serve a purpose. I've so, heard, yeah. Well, I heard that, I knew that they served a purpose, but I thought it was like, she only wore certain colors when she was facing um, like political people or certain like species. She wore certain colors depending on like what they favored and you know her emotions she wore colors for that but I didn't know she used it for like a protection wise too yeah they did like touch on that briefly um but what they have um so like Dorme and Corte and like all of them um Sabe obviously a fave um they all were picked with specific purposes um to be her handmaidens like some of them one of them I'm going to mix up all of their names if I say it and I'm going to get it wrong and then someone's going to... You wouldn't know. Someone's going to poke me. But uh, no, someone in the comments later. But So I'm not going to say who's who but uh, because I'll mix it up. But essentially, like, one of them used to work on theatrical productions and she was pulled from there to, like, really be a structural. But essentially, all of them served a specific purpose. So, like, one Mm -hmm. of them would do her hair every morning and one of them would do all of their makeup and one of them would build all the costumes and... One of them would construct the like physical pieces and they even like hit a blaster into her like throne room into her like in her throne itself to where she could pull a blaster once she was sitting there like they all like served a very specific purpose in her team essentially and I just think it's really really awesome. I like the way they all work together. Do you think her dresses had pockets? No. They should have. They messed up because that's the least they could do is put on some pockets and put some like do like a little little blaster in the pocket I think they did have like a blaster concealer under like one of her dresses I'm kind of picturing like Bonnie and Clyde were like on like her stockings like she had like a gun that held Mm -hmm. like her gun well um in her throne room her blaster was like hidden in a piece of her throne I believe that's really cool I'm just wondering like because she's sitting there and she can just like yank it out yeah Mm -hmm. But she was also not usually there during really dangerous times. It was usually Sabe who took her place. So, like, I mean, we saw that in the movies. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, that was a very common occurrence for them. Most of the time when it was really, really dangerous, she wasn't even there or she was acting as one of the handmaidens. But, yeah, she was rarely there when it was, like, real, real danger. She was literally on the run all the time like not necessarily run but like hiding and like running away from things like if whenever her life was in danger because she was in danger so many times well they went through like a whole war essentially in the books because um the what are those scummy guys called the trade federation yeah the the trade confederation they essentially put like a, a trade block on this specific item on this planet and they were, it was all over like taxes or something. And essentially they were refusing to let this item get to this planet. So these people were going to like die. I don't remember if it was- love a galactic embargo. Yes, it was literally that. And so Padme was trying to like, cause she was, she was, this was, uh, this was when she was queen. Some of her, her and her handmaidens got like separated and they were taken to like kind of like a slave camp and she was take, she, she had to stay there, but she was like running from people and there was like legitimately people trying to like kind of like storm the castle almost. And so, yeah, she's mm-hmm. always going through something kind of crazy, but I mean, that's what happens when you become a queen at 14. And it's, it's so yeah. crazy to me how like in the Star Wars universe, like in Naboo, that's totally normal. And 14, then as 15. an adult on top of all that, you are also a politician. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Yeah. She, she felt like she had to mm-hmm. become a poli- like continue being a politician. She felt like she hadn't done enough with the time that she had. And like, she just, she, even though she wanted to live like a simple life, she knew that's what wasn't like, not what was meant for her. She knew she had to make mm-hmm. the biggest change as fast as possible. Like imagine mm-hmm. like having to like not be able to be yourself because if you were yourself you would get killed (laughs) also just like having that responsibility and like knowledge at such a young age I mean she was what 14 when she was the queen Mm -hmm. like I'm sorry but at 14 years old I could barely handle the responsibility of like going to English class (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
let alone going to my pre-algebra yeah I was gonna say it was math for me yeah it's kind of crazy what's also really cool about the books um is that like some of the characters are very clearly gay or bisexual which I thought was really cool um and they kind of even like almost hint at like Sabe having some kind of like romantic feeling towards Padme um which interesting to me is like very sad but like also kind of makes sense they're weirdly inseparable it almost reminds me have any of you guys seen steven universe i've seen some episodes i know the gist so in steven universe um which came after star wars but before these books um pearl was like the warrior alongside pink diamond rose whatever you want to call her and rose like obviously died giving birth to Steven and Pearl's left alone and obviously Rose chose her you know baby daddy over like Pearl romantically and it's like eerily similar almost mm-hmm. not that necessarily like for certain Sabe had feelings for Padme but like Padme got pregnant and Padme died of sadness slash after childbirth and childbirth question mark I'm... we always get to Padme yes. this has been like three episodes in the in a Kenzie do your spiel. Your spiel. <laughs> this happens every. Padme didn't die from sadness. Palpatine took her life force. <laughs> but isn't that the same thing from our sadness? It's just that it's so funny because literally every and time this is the past like I it's in the past three episodes. It literally just yeah. always comes back to Padme dead. Why? <laughs> I think we to me, have... just like on a writing standpoint, it was so disappointing that we had such a strong female character like die in such a such a weird way. Yeah, no, especially I especially with everything she went through, like yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard about some of like I don't know like how true they are, but like people talking about like alternate endings for like Revenge of the Sith, and I'm not sure like how accurate that is and like if that was ever like truly considered or whatever I don't trust any of those it kind of shows how much love can truly affect your brain because you have one of the most logical most diplomatic and strong characters of Star Wars ultimately get so entangled and in love with Anakin Mm -hmm. that she throws all of her logic and some of her diplomacy away for him she never she never lets go of her morality, but ultimately she makes decisions um, that I don't think Padme under her normal, her normal brain chemistry would have chosen to fall for. Like she, she ignores all of the red flags. And I think it's just because of how much she loves Anakin and how much she wants to like fight for him and believe in him. And ultimately that leads to her demise. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows you how much putting all your trust into someone can damage you. This is backtracking just a little bit, but I was just going to say, um, when you were talking about like the motivation for Padme's death from a writing standpoint, if the theory about her life source being taken by Palpatine to give yeah. to Vader, then if that's true and people buy into that, I do. I think it creates more resentment for Vader from the audience. Yeah. And it just adds to like how bad his evil. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's it's easier to to have resentment for Vader and to see him as completely separate from Anakin in the original trilogy if you buy into that theory ultimately shouldn't our resentment be towards Palpatine because Vader and Anakin oh for sure yeah like yeah like Vader and Anakin I'm under the brain thought process that Vader and Anakin are like most definitely the same person just because he's gone to the dark doesn't make him a completely different person I just think he's him without his light yeah no I agree I don't think that I think that people are very quick to like separate like characters Mm -hmm. that like Anakin and Vader or you know Kylo and Ben yeah exactly and say that they're two different people they're not two different people Anakin is Vader Kylo is Ben they're the same people they just have different 
they've been through different journeys. You put someone through enough pain and you will see a different person on the other side. Exactly. But they're still the, the same human person. Yeah, they're just, just what they've yeah. been through has changed who they are. I think Kylo's a better arc of showing that they're the same person in a way that they did it. Like I think Ben you know, he was born Ben and he is Ben and they show him as Kylo, but you show it's not as extreme. Obviously he didn't like fully become a Sith or anything, but it's not as extreme. So it shows you that kind of curve of how like it really is the same person. They've just taken on this new identity, which I think benefits us in a way that we can now reflect back on Vader's journey and his journey with Padme and see the like similarities in why Vader's doing what he does based on what Anakin does. I mean, in the comics, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the recent um, Vader comics, but he actually goes back to like where Padme was and like mm, I've seen all that. that. And they have the handmaidens there. And it's really, it like made me really emotional. The minute they showed Savi, I was like, my baby. <laughs> I mean, they, they show Vader still having like love for Padme, still mm-hmm. having grief. I mean, like he, he still is Anakin deep down. He's yeah. just trying to throw away that part of him, but he's always going to love her. Yeah. I think too, like, I mean, this is kind of getting off of Padme, but we'll get, we'll, we'll get back there. But like they clone wars, like season seven, that last episode, like, Anakin like picks up Ahsoka's sabers out of the snow like he finds them there and like also like when him and Ahsoka face each other in Rebels Mm -hmm. and like you see his face through the mask like I like that did a very good job of like showing those like two scenes I think of like in specific like do a very good job of showing us like Anakin is still in there. Mm -hmm. You can take the man out of the country but you can't take the country Country. out of the man. I love the little bits of Padme that they somehow show with Leia. It's kind of interesting because obviously those movies were made first, Before, yeah. but like Padme did all kinds of crazy buns. And it's, and even though like they're obviously from different cultures, I like to think of that like Breha like drew inspiration from Padme when raising Leia, you know what I mean? And like choosing, choosing to show um, Leia some of her, family's culture absolutely I mean there is a comic where they show I I'm not sure if it's canon technically because I think it was decanonized but they do show Breha like holding little Leia and showing look at this woman and it's it's either Padme or it's one of the other like queens of Naboo like shown Mm -hmm. on a on a giant like painting behind them and I like to think personally that Breha would have been the type of woman to tell Leia about Padme I mean I'm glad or like you know and then Leia says in the movies like you know I remember my mom or whatever how she like remembers when being born or whatever I guess yeah I think it's possible for Breha to like have told her about Padme in like little ways even without necessarily saying that that was like your biological mother you know yeah seeing Leia in her white dress and then Padme in her like sports arena white like yeah thing with the little bun in the back like th- those two like images just I don't know that was kind of like one of those moments where I was like yeah that's that's mother daughter right there like the just well, I like mean, they both swing like with yeah they Luke both and Anakin yeah yeah they both like it's just yeah they both have a fighting um personality like they're they're willing to fight for things Padme more in like a political way and Leia more say I'm gonna fight for things type of way but they both show that they are they want to fight for what is right yeah and will do anything it takes I wish that like the Star Wars community acknowledged how important Padme was to the rebellion but I feel like it's super overlooked in the films and also like throughout the community. Like people talk about Padme, like she did nothing and it really irks me. Like they'll say like, oh, she was weak in the movies and she was this and she was that. And like, they don't see like this young girl being so intelligent and giving these brilliant speeches and making these choices. They just see the girl who died because she lo- like, because she, ultimately, because she loved Anakin. And I, I wish people didn't disregard her so much. Like you can be feminine 
and wear all these crazy costumes and you can be in love and also be a be a bad bee mm-hmm. yeah I mean she too like I mean I get it like and as terms of like in the movies like you don't see a lot a lot of that I mean definitely it comes through but like when I really realized how important Padme was to everything was when I watched Clone Wars and saw like how involved she was and all the episodes like focusing on like her just going out and doing stuff like on her own Mm -hmm. and that's when I was really like wow like Padme really did have like a hand in all of this like I I feel like you just don't see it as much in the movies because Mm -hmm. she's like always with them like she's always with Anakin and Obi I feel like also in the movies if she's not with Anakin and Obi she's with her handmaidens and it's kind of like she is under this protection all the time and she's not willing to like leave that protection in the movies it seems like that but then in in Clone Wars you know she's out there you know finding people she's doing what she can to find evidence for the Senate like all that she's doing everything on her own and we don't see that in the movies and I feel like also people blame Padme for Anakin's turn because they're like oh well if Padme didn't fall in love with him back or Padme just rejected him then Anakin wouldn't have turned into Vader and then they blame Padme for that which is disgusting that's yeah it's like yeah Um, it's very like women blame me but what's interesting is like I think what also people don't realize is like the handmaidens like help her plan her speeches and they like Mm -hmm. help her plan her decisions because she was just like a 14 15 16 17 year old girl Mm -hmm. um and she doesn't keep the same handmaidens throughout like when she switches from being queen to a senator um some of them went on to like live lives because they ultimately did go to school to like do things Mm -hmm. um and some of them stayed with her obviously Sabe was never going to leave her side until she passed essentially Mm -hmm. I'd really like to see more like filling in the gaps of all those stories Mm -hmm. um like I love a comic series just dedicated to like Padme and the handmaidens and stuff yeah I love the diplomatic side that we get to see of her in the Clone Wars that we don't really see anywhere else and I do like that they establish her as more of an individual and like Dodge said like they don't always show her you know with Anakin and Obi-Wan and you know they show the efforts the war efforts that she was taking upon herself Mm -hmm. I think we also need to remember that those movies are ultimately about Anakin and that's why yeah yeah. but like people will be like oh she was only in this many clips and it's like it's not about her like yeah yeah, she has a really vital part of it but like ultimately it isn't her story and that's Mm -hmm. why I think it's important to like read the books and comics about her and stuff and like the Clone Wars because that does have a little bit more of like her tale Mm -hmm. in it for sure Versus yeah. where the original trilogy is just Leia's story and Luke and Han just happen to be there. Uh, yeah, That's not true, but, like, I'm also not wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't remember who was it, but, like, someone someone did the, like, movie math of it, and they were essentially, like, the original trilogy would have not worked out without Leia. Like, the way it balanced out was just, yeah. like... We need the trio. Kudos to the Clone Wars, because I definitely... I never liked Padme growing up like I but I just like didn't connect with her if that Mm -hmm. makes sense like I just wasn't like a girly girl and like that type of stuff so I just never connected with her but watching the Clone Wars was it for me like it showed it showed a completely different side of Padme because I I'm a type of person that likes to like take charge and like if people aren't going to do something that's like right I like to do it and I saw that a lot in Padme in the Clone Wars how she knew that she wouldn't be safe going out in the town trying to find some evidence for the Senate but she still did it because she needed yeah. it in order for a law to pass you know and it showed like how she was willing to sacrifice her safety in her life in order for these good things to happen which I didn't see a lot and so that's when I really started liking Padme a lot more do you guys like the relationship between Padme and Anakin I'm not a Padme and Anakin stan but you like their relationship I like I like them maybe if the dialogue between them was a little better Mm -hmm. I actually like the dialogue because it's real to how awkward teenagers in love are like everyone likes to crap on the dialogue but like is that not how we all sounded 
when we were like confessing our love to people in high school to be that poetic and failed though i i think boys did for sure my thing is i like them together however i just like um i was actually watching um janae and jen marie's podcast where they were talking about Mm -hmm. um anakin and padme um getting together and they were talking about how like they both kind of like realized in their rewatch like about how like just like kind of pushy anakin was about yeah i definitely agree i don't think there was anything wrong with their like age gap i know people bring that up but like they were older and they hadn't seen each other in years i don't have a problem with their age gap um however i do wish they had cast people in in the first one that like didn't look so far apart in age. Yeah, I because get it. I, like obviously, like I know that they're like five years apart visually. Visually, they look about ten years apart. So no, I, I agree with that. Interestingly it's- enough, they were more like close to those ages. Yeah, Anidala is a ship that I do ship, and I do like them, and they are essentially reverse Raylo. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but I do think there are aspects of their relationship that I agree now obviously this is fiction so it doesn't matter ship what you want live your life but like there are aspects that you could say are like borderline like very pushy very like puts a sour taste in my mouth I mean it's definitely like you said like it is it does feel very teenage boy is it the correct way a teenage boy should ask like act no but have I definitely he yeah yeah he's becoming a villain and like at the end of the day like what do you expect but I do think he if he wasn't becoming a villain he was still a good husband and I think he would have been a good father if he wasn't seduced by Palpatine in the dark side Mm -hmm. I mean he like her yeah I think he ultimately would have done anything for her but there's only so much you can do when someone's manipulating you that much into feeling like, so he really just felt like he was going to protect her and like that this is what she needed and he had to do it. And then he felt like she was against him. And and it's like, when you have all these thoughts running through your head and this person like manipulating your Mm -hmm. mind, I mean, I'm not shocked that he felt that way and it was Anakin under someone's extreme like manipulation and abuse so I mean yeah and when you like put it in like perspective of like it gets mentioned like often how in Phantom Menace when Qui-Gon dies like that's what sets that's the first thing that starts to set Anakin on his path to the dark side yeah it happened when he was literally nine years old it's trauma yeah it's like Again, like Anakin, like so many characters in Star Wars went through so much at like such a young age, you know, like, first of all, he's nine years old when they find him, he's a slave. Yeah. And then he like finds like these people, Qui-Gon and Obi find him and like take him in. And then this father figure to him dies in front Mm -hmm. of him. And like that again, like literally all at like nine years old. I think the trauma that Anakin and Padme experienced respectively at those young ages caused them to mature very rapidly and in very different ways it also helped them relate to each other Mm -hmm. as as romantic partners yeah I feel like for me it's just they they both loved each other I don't I don't disagree with that but I feel like when Anakin looked at Padme he had a different perspective of who Padme was than who she was, if that makes sense. Like in my mind, Anakin had made this Padme in his mind his whole life and married her and married the the girl that he fell in love with as a kid. Because in my, I just see Anakin as this kid who has never been vulnerable to anyone. has no one to ever love him right his mom obviously but now that she's dead like doesn't have someone to love him and now Padme is the only one that would let him be his true self around and so to him he makes Padme like this person in his mind that she's not necessarily completely in real life if that makes sense that's what I see it as because I feel like he 
his amount of love for her is not only like I love you but I love how you see me and I love how I am around you I do and don't get your point like I do get what you mean but ultimately I do think that the way Anakin views Padme is who Padme is because she really is this like ultimately like loving and caring and maternal like by nature person who just wants to save everyone like I don't blame Anakin so like I don't think he's putting her on a pedestal as if she's like this perfect person in a way that's like unreal I think he's putting her on the pedestal that she deserves if that makes any sense like she really is this like really powerful and like insanely intelligent and like diplomatic woman and I think he's one of the the only people that is not trying to use her for that because there were like other politicians both in like the Clone Wars and the books and stuff who were like interested in her romantically and there were characters that I think would have tried to like be with her but they were I think they had other intentions and Anakin wasn't trying to be with her for political gain in fact it was the opposite it wasn't good for him I mean he's 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 supposed to be a Jedi he's not supposed to be marrying someone but he was ultimately doing it because of how much he loved her and how like caring and wonderful she is. So I think they both kind of were the only person the other one had. Mm-hmm. Padme couldn't just marry anyone. Like people were going to try to like use and abuse her for her power. And Anakin wasn't supposed to really love someone like that at all. So I think they kind of were who the other one needed. Two politicians in a relationship is just not a good idea. Yeah. Not good. No thanks. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would end well. Yeah, he was ugly anyway. (laughs) The only other character I would have been okay with Padme being with is not Obi-Wan. It is Sabe. I wouldn't have wanted her to be with Obi-Wan either. People say that sometimes, and I'm like... That gives me the icky. It gives me the icky because she was 14 and he was 19, which I guess is like... Age the same different but when but, but that when age heart, difference makes more sense though but maturity but, wise but when but the thing is like she knew obi-wan when she was 14 like padme and anakin met and then they so didn't see each other for yeah, 10 years like she really was around obi-wan and also like obi-wan had a lady y'all yeah, yeah the hell who's, who's porky's <laughs> dad uh, mom and dad yeah exactly obi-wan has a love I hope we see that in the Obi series. Me but too. If Obi, if the Obi series doesn't reveal Corky Kenobi, I, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Pop up. I do want to say this. I didn't say this earlier before. When you were asking for favorite dresses, my favorite dress, sadly, is one that she's dead in. And <laughs> the, the, the where her hair's all like in the flowers and like the blue. I mean, it's beautiful. I love it's that gorgeous. dress. But I didn't want to mention it because, you know, she's dead in it. So I didn't want to like say that. But I just can't imagine how sad it was for like her people for her to die, you know, especially like the the way that she did. Like Imagine so- her parents. Yeah. Imagine all the handmaidens. Some of them died for her. Like some of them, like they lost their friends who like literally gave up their life. Verse and Corte, um, I'm pretty sure were the two who like were assassinated for her. Mm-hmm. And like, can you imagine like you, like I, obviously I feel for Anakin and Obi-Wan, but I mean her family, her sister, her, her best friends, these girls that risked their lives just to protect her. I mean, one of them has like a huge scar on her face because of it. And like, they did all that only for her to die so young. I feel like because her whole life, she was on the run. So I'm sure these people were fearing for her life, her whole life. And they, I bet deep down they knew like, oh, she ha- she's going to die like young. Like there's just no way that she's See, gonna- I don't think so. Cause I think she made it through so much that they were That's like, really, this That's was it? Because like, I think that like all these wars and stuff going on and her like having to escape because we were trying to kill her. And then she's finally like a Senator and they're like, okay, it's fine like everything's fine she's gonna be like having she's gonna live a great life and you're supposed to be protected by the jedi i mean she really wasn't yeah dies i feel like that was such a big shock because people were like oh my gosh she made it past the part of her life where like this could actually be a reality 
and then it still happens like she's untouchable what's super weird and they're they never clarify to my knowledge um in any of the comics or books or anything is obviously Padme's actual last name was Nibiri right yeah Amidala is her alias as queen and senator because in Naboo that's tradition that you don't want it's not like politics in America where you're blasting your name everywhere Mm -hmm. it's like it's very like oh we want to keep your identity a secret so that when you go back to normal life you can still be a normal person and you know so people don't treat your family weird so do the neighbors know that it was their their neighbor who lost their daughter Padme like do they know Mm -hmm. that that's really interesting they share that um are these people just having to grieve in secrecy like are they just having to pretend that everything's okay well do they not know what she looks like no not until she became a senator but even then they didn't really see her so when she was queen no no one on Naboo would be able to recognize um specifically who she was that's also why in Naboo they have all these traditions of all this face paint and having these handmaidens to disguise yourself it's one so that someone can take your place um but also but her funeral was so big so like they had to know you know what I'm saying they knew that well they knew that it was their queen who died but I don't think they necessarily knew that it was necessarily like Padme and Naberi you know what I mean like Yeah, they didn't know who, That's like, her true. family was. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was something that they're allowed to be open about or if that's another thing that they have to, like, mm-hmm. keep a secret. Probably they did for, like, safety. Well, why? Sad. Why would they have to keep it a secret if she's already dead? Because yeah. for safety, like Kenzie said, like... Their safety? Yeah. Because people, if people didn't like Padme, they would like when, off her if family, they didn't like her as, Amid- like, Queen Amidala, Yeah. Or, like, someone could come from another planet, like, just wanting to be evil. I mean. Yeah, you'd have to be, like, you would use a family if you were trying to get to the person. But if she's already dead, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, this is Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. People just killed a kill. Name a person who's still alive. Jaren. Ray. For now. For now. He's going to be dead by the end of this the end of the series it's fine I'm already I'm already dealing with it I'm prepping myself kind of like how no yeah no I'm not no no an emotional grogu and Pris Ray is alive for now but then you know in 20 years when they get bored and we have a sequel to the sequels (laughs) no I'm just gonna keep reading the fan fiction it's fine me and my fix it fix are doing just fine. <laughs> Good luck getting Kelly Marie and John and Oscar back for the sequels I to know. the sequels. Good luck well, getting Daisy and Adam. I don't think any of that cast wants to be back. I think it's really Daisy. sad. I think Daisy, Daisy would come back. That's it. Well, yeah. I don't know. We'll just do a Ray alone on Tatooine sequel. It's fine. Exactly. Oh Start over again. And Mark Hamill will come back. <laughs> He'll be alive. Don't worry. Like he- Force Ghost. He's that man will be in anything. I, I bet you he's I love recording him. so many scenes at Disney for his last for like the rest of his life, just so that they could have unlimited content when he dies, like 50 years after he passes. He's away. like, I'll just come All in and record. Here comes Luke Skywalker like popping into a random series. He'll come in here for it. Luke is the San Lee of the Star Wars yeah, universe. He, like he just, just comes in. Just, he's like, I'll just come into the studio and record a bunch of like ominous lines that sound like a force ghost would say. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. May the force be with you. Like fifteen <laughs> different takes it. of it. it. Like, what if like Mark Hamill just like recorded, you know, words and phrases the way Siri did, <laughs> so that then they could just have AI. He's a voice actor. Yeah, they deep fake. They Harrison. Harrison be like. Oh, Star Wars, yeah, I guess I was a part of that. And Carrie was like, I'm Princess Leia. And Mark Hamill was like, Star Wars is everything. Like, literally, it's like the three tiers of being an actor. Like, yeah. hates everything. Super into your character. The thing is cool, I guess. Um, and it's my life. The only thing. Oh, Mark, we, we love to see it. He's also a really good voice actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's in Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Let me just, let me just, 
Let me just pop my my all the tags. glider tattoo. Yeah. I'm not gonna say this. You're you're gonna be back. Don't worry. But if this was your last time on the podcast, do you have any words of wisdom? I like how Dodge just goes. You're gonna be back. Like, <laughs> I'm not mean, giving her a choice. To quote Padme, if this was my last episode on the Lady Lorians, mm-hmm. so this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Wow, amazing. Ayo, who's Liberty's dying? <laughs> We're just making a podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and deciding to spend an hour of your day with us wherever you are, whether you're listening or watching. We are so glad that you're here. Um, thank you guys for your continued support. Remember to follow all of our socials, which are listed in the description of this video. And um, if you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. If you're on Apple, drop us a review. If you're on Spotify, you know, just enjoy. Just don't do anything. Just- if you're on Spotify, uh, we would still appreciate if you would close your Spotify and go to <laughs> Apple Podcasts and give us a review. That's if what I feel do. so inclined, feel free, feel free. But we are happy just to have you listening. And if you guys like Pris, which of course you do, you have to make sure to follow her Twitter account, um, Leia Rebellion, right? At Leia Rebellion. And her writing account, which is at Literature Pris, or you can find it at fanaticmedia.org. Yes, go follow her. She's very knowledgeable, obviously. Wipes the floor with us today, as she should. And uh, I just read. That's the only difference. Carrying the team on her back. More than us. It's fun. We enjoyed. Thank you so much for spending an hour and sacrificing your time before a biggest exam to tell us about (laughs) Miss Miss, uh, uh, Padme Amidala. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Pris. Yes. We will see the rest of you in two weeks. Until then. Be good little souls (laughs) and may the force be with you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.